We are uh, going to be looking at the book of Acts, and uh, I couldn't come up with a title until just now, uh, so um, I'm writing that on. <laughs> um, one, what's, going, what's, what's, what's on my heart, and I think the Lord um, wants to help us, that there are moments in our life where if the Lord doesn't intervene, we're done. We're, we're sort of sunk, so to speak. And sometimes there are our loved ones in our, in our families. There are situations, there are critical moments, critical times where uh, people are in places Well, unless the Lord shows himself, I don't know if they're ever going to make it. You know what I'm saying? And so how many have loved ones, you know, you're praying for I'm sure that all of us, to a certain extent, have extended families. Uh, that you know what God is concerned more about them than you you even are, but He wants us to be concerned. And together, together we 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 link with the Lord Himself, and we begin to press and, and believe God. I've been reading Ezekiel, and sometimes that Ezekiel is crazy with what in the world God is telling and giving him visions of weird stuff, you know, uh, images with several heads and, uh, you know, uh, several things. Uh, just uh, you wonder, what, what, is, what is this all about? And, and then you get on further in Ezekiel, and, you know, there's one verse, I think it's the 39th chapter, I searched for a man who would stand in a gap, and I couldn't find one. Really a sad state when, when God is looking for one person in, 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 his, in his people. And, and that was the case in Ezekiel's day. But we can be that person. We can say, you know, here I am I, here my Lord. I want to be that person who you can use. So the story in Book of Acts 9 is really about a, a man named Saul who absolutely thought he was right in what he was doing, yet he was so dead wrong. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever run into situations like that where people are so convinced of what they're doing is right, but yet it's so far from the Scripture. And that's, that's a hard place to be. And it's hard to convince people. But you know what? God, the Holy Spirit as working in the earth, working and working by his spirit, by his word. And you know what he also does? He reveals himself at time to time in dreams and in visions. And so in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit, Joel's prophet says. And so what is going to happen, we're going to read about this man who uh, is named Saul yet at this time, and he later becomes Paul. But here he is. At verse one, uh, this is this is Saul before salvation. Okay, this is Saul in his natural. Saul still breathing threats, and Acts nine one and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest. Just just hear the tone and hear the the state of of mind that Saul. He asked for letters from him to the to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way. And back there, the way was a reference to the way of Jesus. 
So there was this word or, or statement, are you from the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so this, it's, it's, this is a man that is being active, intentional about destroying Christians. And it came about, and, and this is the soul, the same man that we read in chapter 8 when Philip was being stoned to death. This is the same person that the people were laying their cloaks at the young man's name, Saul. He was in hearty agreement. And so we would ask the question, is there any hope for people like that? And we would say, yes, when Jesus reveals himself to them. And I want to title this intervention, 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 unless the Lord reveals himself, shows himself to some, and many, many will not turn about. So it came about as he journeyed, he was approaching Damascus. Can't you just see this now? He was stern. He's on a pace, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground. And he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, and he said, Saul says, who art thou, Lord? In other words, Saul did not know the Lord. He hadn't, he hadn't recognized his voice. He hadn't learned. And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. What a story. What an absolute mind-boggling. Here you are walking in the opposite direction. Against God's purpose, against God's people. And the Lord himself looks down and says, I'm going to come down and I'm going to show myself and I'm going to change this man's heart. How many know God is still in the business of transforming lives through the gospel, through the message of Jesus Christ, that your prayers are not going unheard or unanswered, but when you pray for people to come to Jesus, you are praying in accordance to the will of God. First John says, if we pray anything according to his will, he will answer us. We have the assurance. And so, it was still muttering, and Jesus comes. You know, Jesus doesn't sometimes, he doesn't always wait for us to make a step toward him. I like that. Oftentimes we hear that we make a step toward Jesus. He will make a step toward you. James says, draw an eye to him. And here is Jesus taking the initiative. After all, Jesus died while we were yet sinners. Jesus has been taking the initiative from the very beginning. In the beginning, he was with God. And he was, was God. The word came down dwelling in flesh so that we could understand who this Jesus is. 
Many people did not understand like a soul. They thought, we're, we're going by the law. We're still, you know, this is the way we, we live. We live by the law. We die by the, the law. And if you don't follow the law, then you're not in. So that was the way it became, and it became very religious. It became very un... Uh, there was no relationship, and there was a danger in becoming religious. We begin to rely on ourselves. If I do these things, if I do this, if I keep this, then I will get in. But Jesus said, I'm coming to show you that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Aren't you glad? First mercy, number one. We see the mercy of God. It was an act of mercy. It was a very, the, the fact that God himself would come and intervene is an act of mercy. Saul did not deserve, like us, we do not deserve to be saved. We cannot because of our sin. But Jesus comes to take the sin away. Nothing is so bad that we can do nothing, nothing that the blood of Jesus can take care of it. Nothing has been ever except the will, our own will of refusing. Jesus will not force himself, but he will come. And he comes to Saul. While he was still in his unsaved condition, he was still in his ignorance. It was the mercy of God. You see, it was Saul that was in agreement as they stoned Stephen. Stephen was an amazing follower of Jesus. Remember Stephen? As he's mentioned in the book of Acts, he was preaching and proclaiming the things of God. The people were not... Uh, they were not, it wasn't, it wasn't a popular message. And so they, they got riled and they began to gnash out at him and begin to stone him. As he was dying, Stephen, he looked and he said, I see the Lord standing at the right hand of the Father. He's the same guy, the similar words to what Jesus said on the cross. Don't let this be to their, basically don't let them, you know, uh, be this to their account. Give it. Give them this account of what they're doing. And so they. It was. A, it was Christ likeness in Stephen. How could a man uh, be so willing to pay the price? It was the spirit of Jesus in him. Well, what Saul is going to take? What's going to take? What's where Jesus is going to take him? Is now the very similar things that what Stephen himself had faced. Paul, Saul, later becoming Paul, even faces the stoning thing. And so he was at one time left for dead. And the scripture says that I am going, it is a chosen vessel. Verse 15, the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the sons of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. A total flip-flop, isn't it? I was once going this way, and now I turned, and wow, how could I be so mixed up? How could I be so wrong? But Jesus comes to set us on a path that is a true path, that is the right path. It is a narrow path, but it leads us according to the things of God. There is a good ending in it. And so we have the mercy of God. Aren't you glad for the mercies of God in your life? Not only before you were saved, but now you're saved. 
right? If if you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. We should sing. If you're saved and you know it, stomp your feet. You know, right? All that good stuff. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will show, surely show it. You remember that from growing up in the kids' church. Your life will surely show it. But we sometimes blow it, right? And we need the mercy of God to pick us up and dust off our feet, so to speak, and to encourage us back into the things that are right. You know, there's a lot of healing that can take place when we confess as first John one nine says, when you confess your sin to God, He is faithful and just to forgive you. How many are glad? You can have a new start every day, a new beginning, a clean heart, even throughout the day. You can take a time and moment. You know, if you mess up you you know you blow it. Thank God the conviction of the Holy Spirit is living in you. And he's teaching. He's gentle. He's patient. He's long-suffering. Here we see in this story, this guy, I don't know what it would take. I don't know what it would take. And, and this is the question for some of us. What would it take for some of your friends, some of your people that you love? What is it? And you probably have even prayed here. What will it take, Lord? Come on, be honest. What will it take? What will it take? And Jesus himself comes down. That's what it take. That's what it took for Saul. It took a, it took an absolute confrontation. This light that he sees blinded his eyes physically, but it opened his spiritual eyes. And as the story goes on, there was a man named Ananias. This man was praying, and he has a vision, and he says, um, "There's uh, Saul. I'm Tarsus." He's praying, and he's seen in a vision a man named Ananias come and lay his hands on him so that he might retain, re, regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call upon thy name. But the Lord said to him, Go. He is cho-. There was there was some There was some struggle going on in Ananias. How many would have, you know? Wait a minute, Lord. He's the guy who destroys people like me. He's, you're asking me to go and lay hands. Wait a minute. I'm not so sure. I mean, there's places where God asks us to maybe uh, things that we ask us to deal with that we're not comfortable with. How many be honest that sometimes the Lord will ask? We're not so sure about this. We're not so comfortable about this. But sometimes God leads us out of our comfort zone. How many how many have been let out of your comfort zone a couple times in your life? And it's just not, it feels odd. This is not, this is, this is crazy. I'm not sure about this. This is a little une- uneasiness about it. But you know what? If the Lord has called you, it all worked out. Ananias discovered, you know, this, this guy, this, this is a real deal. This is a real deal. This really happened. And not only Ananias, but the whole, the whole uh, group of guys, the, the apostles, they were, hear, they were hearing what we, they weren't convinced. They were not convinced overnight. The fact of the matter is, it is biblical to give time to new converts to grow 
that actually when it comes to choosing leaders in the church, it's actually biblical not to put someone in leadership right away until they just have time to grow up in the things of Lord. It's, it's a healthy way to, it's a healthy model. And so uh, th- this is the way it worked out. There was a mercy of God. Then there was this, just in a moment, second, there was a moment, there was a, God can do in one moment what we cannot do in a whole lifetime. How many believe? God can do in a few moments, transform, revealing himself, uh, speaking into people's lives that will literally transform their lives. Uh, I have never heard an audible voice of God. Uh, some may have. Um, nonetheless, God does speak to me, and I can hear his inner uh, Voice, I think often you would relate to this. There's a sense that um, it's peace. It's a sense that it, it aligns. It aligns with the scripture. That's the, always the, the underlying thing. Does it line up with his written word? And then it's, sometimes he speaks to us more than once. He'll bring it to our attention again. How many have been there? You didn't get it the first time, so he comes around again. Right, so, so just like Samuel, when he was was we was, hadn't yet learned the voice of the Lord, and so he he would he ran to the priest Eli. Did you call me? No, I. I but the scripture said he had not yet learned the voice, and so there's a process. Wherever you're at, you know what? Even the, as older as you get in the Lord, how many would admit you're still learning? That's where it's going to be. You're always going to be learning because there's different situations. That God lead, there's different seasons now that, that we've never been here before. And we've never done it this way before. And sometimes we want to stay, uh, even as the children of Israel were in Egyptian slavery, when they got out of that, they remembered, they started complaining, well, you know, even when we were in slavers, in, slaves in Egypt, at least we had onions to eat. <laughs> Leeks, whatever a leek. I don't know what a leek is. It's some kind of a vegetable. I'm sure I wouldn't like it. Um, but and my pizza, I don't have that. I want if I want pizza, I want meat and cheese. Okay, just that's good enough. Little little pineapples, okay. But you see, there's there's this flavor that we, we there's this lifestyle that we we can get into a rut and say so we we always just, we're just comfortable. And we, we, we think we're, but when God comes, when the Lord comes and breathes something fresh, you get excited about it. It's almost like you, you just can't wait till the next thing. And you just got to, you got to keep, uh, you, you know, yourself, you can't hardly contain yourself. Paul, after what happened, he did regain his sight. There's another act of mercy. But the most important was his spiritual eyes. You know, even as Christians, we still continue to need, we still need to have our eyes open. When Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, he praised this prayer. In Ephesians 1, I pray that the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. 
he goes on to talk of what are, what are the riches of his glory. What is the hope of his calling? What is the inheritance of the saints? What will help us on earth in your life day by day is having the understanding that we're passing through. Okay? But while we're passing through, we're going to make most of every opportunity. We're going to put our heart in whatever God is speaking to us about. We're going to put all 100%. This is what I will do. And this is what I will be. I will stand with you. You see, what we need in our church, what we need in our community, what we need in our world is people that will stand for truth and love people around them. It will be not something that will become arrogant about. We're learners. We're disciples. We're trying to get better. Right? We're trying to become more like Jesus. And so if I've had an experience with Jesus, I need another and another and another. I need another drink from the, the well of life. I need another piece of bread that will begin to sustain. When you read the verses, however you do it, and let me just say, if you're not a, um, if you don't like to read a lot at once, okay, I was there, and I'm still, I still like to read, I'll read, I, I do pretty well. I can, I can maintain my focus. Usually it's best in the morning. But we have um, a little book, I don't know if Carrie you have any out anymore. But Jesus Calling is a little book. If you want one of them, Carrie will help you find one. Okay. What it is, it's a daily devotional. And for anyone who just needs to, it lays it on the line. It's like Jesus is talking to you. I would recommend that. Start with that. And then along with that, read the scriptures, however you do it. But there's many times where God gives a, 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 just, a, just a nugget, something. That's exactly what I needed uh, for the day. And so, not only does Jesus reveal himself when we come to him or when he comes to us, he reveals himself as we now continually walk with him. And so we have that Jesus comes not only for a moment, but he comes for moments on and past into the future. And so then he saves us. He calls us to himself. Then to send us on a mission. So we have the mercy of God, a moment with God. Now God has not only saved us for himself, he saved us so that we can present the gospel to other people. You are on a mission. God has chosen you just like he chose uh, a Saul, just like he chose a Moses. You know, he's, these are guys who 
were murderers. God chooses people you you and I may not choose, right? God, God chooses people. He sees past the sin. He sees past the, the, the brokenness. He sees into the future. Now that this man was so obstinate, what he believed it, what would it be like if he, I, he was turned around for me? Well, he would be a powerhouse. How many have thought that way? If that man or that woman ever got saved, they would absolutely be, a, given their personality, given their, how they work, how they put themselves into it. You could be sold out, but be sold out for the wrong person. But you can be sold out with Jesus. Now you got something going. When you're sold out for the right reason, you're sold out because Jesus is absolutely leading you in the right direction. How much? How much? He must suffer, Jesus said. Jesus said this in the passage we read. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. And we thought about that. This was genuine. If a person is willing to suffer, they're not faking it, right? If a person is willing to take persecution, you're sold out. You're convinced that this is the you're, this is worth dying for, that there's no other way, that this is the best life that we can have. Paul writes to the Philippians. He, he describes the the things that that he was. He was a Pharisee. He was he was he was in all these things that he he had he had learned how to um, dissect things. He had learned how to. In a sense, debate. He was good at it. And now God is going to use him in the Christian arena to convince other leaders. How would you like to stand up to a Roman person? Wow. He would be brought in, chains, and then he would be given a chance to speak. Unbelievable. But God helped him. But he says, he went on to say, I have all these things, but everything that, whatever I have I have in my, my credentials. It's nothing but rubbish in comparison that I might know him. And then I may know the power of his resurrection. And he goes on to say, and the fellowship of his sufferings and be conformed, being conformed to his death. Paul became very much like Christ, very much because the person of Jesus he was willing. The disciples were trying to convince him, don't go to Rome. Don't go to Rome. You're, you're gonna, they're going to kill you there. He said, I don't care. He's what he said. It doesn't matter. He was so loud. Now, Paul, we, 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 Paul was different. He was, a, he was one of us. Don't try to compare yourself. You know, don't get in that. Well, if I could only be like that person, if I could only, I got myself into that when I was in college. Oh, if I could only be like that, then God would use me. Listen, you be who you are. You could learn from others, but God may never call you to go preach to the whoever in the island of Malta, so to speak. What God may call you to speak to the cashier and just encourage them. You understand? You hear what I'm saying? God is everywhere at once. 
cares for just as much for the person that is seemingly have it all together as the one that you said obvious that they don't have a clue about God and anything that's good. And so we have this mission. How can we have the heart of God? How can we have a, a ha- be in right uh, step with the Lord? It starts with you and the Lord in your quiet time. It starts with you and the Lord when you are in the secret place of your heart. It's often, I wonder, I wonder if Saul was, Paul was one of those kind of guys who would sing when he would go places. It seems like it's, you know, we don't have a lot to go on. But remember when Paul and Silas were in prison? And, and, Saul, and Silas was the one who brought it up, right? Right? Silas says to Paul, let's sing. So Silas must have known that Paul could sing. And so they began praising God. While they were in, in, the, in the change and the stocks, can you, midnight, it says at midnight, Sometimes we come to a place in our life where like at midnight. Gone if it doesn't happen, it's or at mid the midnight hour. And we need you to show yourself. And they weren't even necessarily asking God to break them out of there, out of that jail. But you know what happened? Because of their praise, because of their looking and focusing on God. God says, well, I'm going to just let you guys out of here. And the whole place began to shake. You know the story. The jailer was upset. He was, he was afraid. You know, the, the deal was if the, 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 the person, the prisoner escaped, the jailer was executed. If they, he was his life or their life. So he was already ready to fall on his sword. And they said, don't do that. Wait, you don't have to. And he says... The jailer says, what must I do to be saved? In other words, whatever you got, I want. Whatever your God, whoever your God is, I want that God. I want what you have. And that's the kind of a simple kind of lifestyle. It's who we are when we're in places of decision. It's who we are when we're in places of of pressure and demands in our life, we still remain uh, tied to him. We remain, we remain standing. We remain, even then the heat comes, the scripture says in Jeremiah, that your roots are embedded in the water, the stream, and you bear fruit even though it's dry, even though it's hard, you still are bearing the fruit of Jesus. I praise God for his Mercy hadn't been for the God to come down and give his life a ransom where we wouldn't have a, a chance because he has showed himself. He has come to us even in, in a moment's time. Isn't it something what God can do in a moment? You know what he said? I'm going to come in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. In a moment in a twinkling of an eye. You know, there's a part of this story we may not fully understand. How did Saul go from that experience to just seemingly he began to testify, begin to 
proclaim the things of God. And sometimes we just are not sure of the timing factor. You know, we may have a God moment. We may feel like God spoke to us and this is what he's told us and we're excited. But then we all of a sudden think, well, when is this going to happen, Lord? Have you ever been there? And all of a sudden we find ourselves, well, maybe I didn't really hear from God. Question, well, you're okay. Rest in that, okay? Sometimes his timing is quite different than our own timing. And so we just have to keep bringing it back. You know, we're going to trust you anyway. Even though this doesn't make sense, and I'm not sure, and sometimes there's an element of faith where I'm going to step out believing you. I, I believe I've heard from you. Now I'm going to step out. If it's if I'm in the right wrong way, you, you help me to not go that way. And I think that's okay because there always is an element of faith. We don't always have the whole thing. We don't have the whole story. Well, they said to uh, go to Ananias. You know, Ananias is coming to you, rather. He's going to pray for you. Let's just do that. You're you're blind, but he's going to pray for you. You start with one thing, and you go from there. And so be encouraged whether you're, uh, however far along you are in your walk with the Lord, there's, there's, there's no place where you can come and you say, I have arrived now. I, uh, I'm there. And, uh, you know, you no, know, that'll never happen because we're constantly being challenged. This life is one little battle, one big battle sometimes, battle after battle. What you learn, it's going to help you the next. It's a continual going up, going up, going up. Going on with him. Be encouraged. You have come a long ways. Look how far God has brought you. Look how far. He, look what he's done for you. And you're, you're just getting started. God is just beginning. A, uh, this work was, will go on for all eternity. Just get excited because yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's a new day. You can have a fresh start. So all in all, that just said, May we learn to appreciate the mercy of God. May we long to be in those moments where we hear God. Press in. And sometimes it's just quieting yourself. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. Help me to hear. And then, Lord, is there something that, uh, is there, what is my purpose? Ask God, what's the purpose in all this? And he'll help us. And we may not always understand. We may not always know that the person you talk to it's going to make it's going to make a difference in their lives are you with me